If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie, with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. Well, 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 shopping for a car? Yep, Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. Every Tuesday, live from 8pm UK time. Well, I'm actually going to uh, just interrupt there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's not Tuesday, so just listen to the rest of this jingle, but it's it's not Tuesday, it's Monday. Gary and a couple of my... Well, yeah, there's, there, it's not Luke either. It's it's Matt, Gary and a couple of microphones, but I'll just I'll just, just play this again and you can just listen to the rest microphones. of this. Microphones, this is Custard TV Live. This is Custard TV Live. Welcome, and, and although the jingle says it's Tuesday, 8 o'clock, and it's Matt and... Uh, it's Gary and Luke. It, it's not. Please accept my humbling and, and grovelling apologies. It's actually Monday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. have a cheer for Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, joining me, I'd say as always now, is is Matt. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hi, Gary. I'm all right. How are you? Good. Yeah, not bad. I'm just going to turn the music off again because it's just one thing I don't really, I can't really communicate, and you, you probably maybe will understand this. Although I'm fading the music down, it's still as loud in my ears. So although the listener doesn't hear it quite as loud, I can't hear it any quieter. And I can't hear it at all. No, you can't hear it at all. You're probably quite lucky there. Um, I shall play the little jingle that says how you can get in contact with us on Twitter, and then Matt will do his hilarious bit where he will include his. So bear with me a second. Follow us on Twitter at, at LukeCustardTV and at The Gary Show. And at Matt's TV Bites with two T's. Two T's. Yes, please. I'll have sugar with mine. Thank you very much. Um, welcome to a, a slightly different, well, only in its day and its time and everything like that, uh, edition of The Custard TV Live, uh, bringing you the best and worst of what is on the box in last week, next week, and in some cases for many weeks to come. Um, Luke, who runs the website, the website being thecustardtv.com, is still currently, uh, how can we put this, um, preparing for a soft landing, I suppose. Is that, is that what you'd say, Matt? I don't know. I don't know, honestly. I don't know. Uh, he's, is he's, he trampolining somewhere? He might be. He might be trampolining. Uh, obviously, he was a bit annoyed about being only an alternate to get into the jungle, so possibly he's, um, I don't know. Right. Dancing on ice, maybe. Dancing on ice. But I can picture it. soft landing. No. <laughs> Did you ever see the clip of Keith Chegwin separating his shoulder? Yeah. Is I actually just... found that quite amusing. Mm. I don't know why. <laughs> no. Quite sadistically uh, on the website at the moment you can take part in our best drama of 2012 poll and that's still running uh, it's running for another about about 15 16 17 days uh, matt's going to do a little update on that but uh, i thought i'd reveal exclusively at the moment who's winning uh, in third place is the recently cancelled merlin so quite a lot of merlin fans out there 
Joint second is the big heavy hitters, the Downton Abbey and Homeland, both recently on as well. One thing I've noticed is that those three shows have either been on or are on at the moment. But number one, winning by quite a margin so far, is Sherlock. Yeah. So the show that's probably the oldest, if you don't count... Um, Endeavour, <laughs> there that was shown on January first. Uh, Sherlock was early January. Uh, I think Sherlock uh, actually was on the first, and Endeavour was on the second. So. Yeah, something like what? I got that wrong. Shocking, shocking. I got that wrong. <laughs> um, you can't remember forget, dates you... in January. Gareth. Oh, dates in January. Oh, it's about, I can't remember my own name, can I? So how am I going to do that? Uh, just as a reminder, reminder for those of you listening, that you can download this on iTunes. So if you've thought about this and thought, I must listen on Monday night, and then you forget, and it's Tuesday and you don't know what to do, don't worry, by that time, the episode will be up on iTunes for you to listen to. Uh, And now I'm going to hand you over to Matt. Hi. Matt. Yeah, uh, this week's Twitter question was, or uh, we should call it the social media question, I think. Yeah, I need to update that. Yeah, because Facebook gets quite a lot of love as well, and... Uh, we asked what your favourite Christmas TV episode is, was, and we've had some responses. Firstly, on the Twitter, um, we've got Daryl Miller, which is at Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L underscore Miller, says, my favourite Christmas TV show is a Child's Christmases in Wales on BBC4, which I don't know... Did you watch I that vague, one? I vaguely remember it, but I don't know if I watched it. But I do remember that, that there was quite a bit of, not controversy, quite a bit of press about it at the time, or Twitter press, as it were. And he also mentions the West Wing. Yeah. Christmas episodes. Makes a change. Yeah, I do agree with that. West Wing. Um. <laughs> uh, yes, if, you, if you're t- doing your Aaron Sorkin bingo, you can tick off the West Wing, as been mentioned this week. Uh, I'm sure to mention the newsroom and uh, many others uh, later on in the podcast. Of course not. Um, Into Sports Night, yes. Oh, that was great. Sorry. Spike, oh, I might have to, I might have to ne- rent that again. <laughs> Spike Ness- Ness- Nesmith, let's say. Yeah. Spikester uh, said, got to be more common wise. Yeah, traditional. Yeah. Followed by the Christmas episode of Nightingales. I don't know I, that. Do you know that? No, me neither. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up while, you, uh, while you, you go on. And the, obviously, Lauren Jones, the, uh, ah. the fan. Stalker. I mean, uh, Lauren Jones, four oh seven. If you didn't know already, says the best Christmas special ever in capitals was the final two eps of The Office. I'm guessing. Ah, uh, yes. Brilliantly written and acted. And if I just add some uh, Facebook, I've got one from Helen here who says the Father Ted Christmas special with the priest in the lingerie department, which I I have to say is one of my favourites as well, if pushed. Um, and then I've got a, a massive long message from Andy, basically breaking it down. He mentions uh, Angie and Den, the divorce papers on Christmas Day in 19. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, remember uh, that. Royal family, Denise going into labour, uh, only falls on horses. Anything, all the Christmas specials. Vicar of Dibley with the three Christmas lunches. And, yeah. Um, Noel's Christmas presents. Uh, which I believe has been revived recently on Sky. Yeah, Sky do one like that. I don't know whether he calls it. I think I don't know if he calls it Christmas presents, but yeah, there there was kind of a tradition on on Christmas Day, certainly throughout the nineties, that you would get Noel's Christmas presents or Noel's Christmas Day thing at about five o'clock. Mm. So you'd have your, you'd have your top of the pops Christmas special, then there'd be the Queen, then it would be the film, which would normally be a family film, and then Noel's Christmas thing before EastEnders and Corrie. Yeah. 
So you can understand now why I've bought lots of DVD box sets. Um, <laughs> Nightingales was a thing starring Robert Lindsay, David Threlfall and James Ellis about three disparate... Disparate? Disparate, is that is that a spelling mistake? Oh, what night watchman in an office block somewhere in Britain? The nightlife is surreal to say the least. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. But obviously, One... uh, it, it, Spike it, it, Nesmith, Nesmith, yeah, does. If uh, you're listening, Spike, would you like to write a review of Nightingales and send it in, or just tell us a bit more about the show and why we should be watching it? Clearly, it's it's made an impression on you, but we've got no idea why. Forgotten classic, maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which the Christmas theme obviously leads us uh, nicely yes, to news. Yes, that, that, ladies and gentlemen, was known as a segue. Thank you, Matt. Uh, the BBC Christmas lineup has been announced. Da, 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 da. And um, some of the shows that they will be showing, some some you probably know as their, their warm favourites, and a few here that we'll try and feel on. Uh, I've got three L's in Call the Midwife. I'm assuming Ooh. that's not because this is Series 3. I'm assuming that's someone's typo- ty- typing error. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll swiftly move over that. Uh, so Call the Midwife, of which I think they've been re-showing some of the earlier series on Sunday afternoons to kind of gain the audience. I saw quite a bit on Twitter and yesterday about that. Also, that has actually been announced. That will be on Christmas Day. Um, ah, yes. They've already been trailering it, so obviously they're trying to get interest yeah. in And obviously... They're going to I try think... and put it up against Downton Abbey, I'm guessing. Well, is it going to go up against Downton directly? Or are I we still waiting for the... It might put it on, like, half an hour early. Because I'm assuming this... Call the Midwife will be an hour. Yeah. And if it's the same as last year, Downton will be two hours. So yeah, Downton is a two-hour special, is what I've, yeah. what I've read. So if they put, like, it, Call the Midwife on between, like, half eight and half nine, and they start Downton at nine, I think they might be sneaky like that. Mm. That would be my... Um, now... What this article has done, up until, yeah, at some point, is it's doing one good show, one bad show. So, yes, there's Call the Midwife, but unfortunately you have to sit through the awful Miranda. I don't uh, mind Miranda, but it is a lot of falling down. I suppose Miranda Hart is in Call the Midwife as well, so she is very busy. But yeah, Miranda... Is she also dominating this Christmas, so... It's a new series of Miranda, which is starting with a Christmas special. So there's a whole new series to look for. Well... Some for me to turn over. Yes, it probably will get 9 million viewers on BBC One. Uh, The Royal Family is returning for a Christmas special. I know Luke, if he was here, would probably bleat on about that until he can bleat no more. So, uh, yeah, I know. He he nominated, I think, in his top five of comedies of all time. So, when we did that podcast. So, make it into my top five. But I still, I think it's now found its place coming back you know once a year for christmas i think yeah it's good to just have it there it's nice and safe and it's just nice to have that like christmas round the table you know and, and the thing is as well by doing it every year they allow the, the characters to grow and therefore yeah. it makes it different mm. you know it, I, I don't know i don't know with, with, with only fools and horses i mean even when they came back into the later ones they didn't seem to have ever aged and i know they used to youth David Jason in those, you know, to make him look kind of more like Delboy, unless like Mr. Uh, you know, unless like uh, Inspector Frost. So it's good that they've allowed these characters to age on television and everything. I think it's that, that's quite good. It's not not something I'll watch, but I'm aware of how good and how good how good it is. Something that I'm aware of how bad it is. Uh, there will be a Christmas special of Mrs. Brown's Boys, and I think again that will be on Christmas Day, probably after the Royal Family. Oh, um, to make people go to bed early, I'm guessing. Yeah, indeed. I would. I would hope that that would be the one where they turn. And again, up. Uh, 
like Miranda, this will be the start of a new series. Of oh, dear. Oh, well. You know, fair enough. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like Mrs. Brown Boys, I shall allow you to, to, to revel in that. Just think... don't perhaps knock on my door at any time of night or day. Most people <laughs> in Ireland, it's, it's, uh, I was talking to someone on Twitter because me and Luke was like, having a conversation where we were both slagging it off. Yeah. And on, someone said to me, Oh, I went into a pub the other day and like everyone was just sort of glued to, Mrs. Brown's voice was on the telly and everyone was like glued to it. So I think I, I think it's an was, Irish Was there an alcohol shortage or something? Was, did the beer tap stop working? What was going on? <laughs> That's what you need to go to a pub to watch television unless it's sport. My well, goodness. In Ireland, maybe, I don't know. Maybe in Ireland, I don't know. Maybe they just never... No, that's a slightly racist joke. I can't do that. Um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, it will be back. And, of course, the the revival of the Jenna Louise Coleman character. Mm. I think I think but... I gave her the right name this time. Yeah. Uh, it could be, because I'm looking at her at the cover of uh, next week's Radio Times as well. Um, it's a Christmas episode, so normally the Christmas episodes are very standalone, aren't they? Yeah. From Doctor Who, they don't tend to feature anything that then comes back. So it's going to be interesting that this time, this is now the beginning of a new series, and the beginning of an or the the second part of this series and the beginning of a new assistant. That's Apart going to be quite from, interesting. Obviously, the Catherine Tate one wasn't it? Where was she in? Oh yeah, that's right. Was, was in that one, the one in the bus? Then they did another series, and then they brought her back. Uh... Right, yes, you're right. Oh, well, there you are. I'm, I'm, I'm corrected on that one. Merlin will be finishing with two Christmas episodes, but they're not really Christmas episodes. They're more episodes that run around Christmas. Finale, the finale. Finale, indeed. Uh, a couple of new shows. Loving Mrs. Hatto, uh, which I can only imagine is a misspelling, and it should be Loving Mrs. Stato. No, uh, from, not, uh, no, no, it's not. Fan, a, no fantasy football league. No man. fantasy football. No, okay. I know we. I, I've got down there starring Victoria Wood, but I think she's actually written it. Oh, right. He's actually in it. And I, I think Avril Malina's in it. It's about uh, a couple... Not Avril Levine. No? Avril Levine, yeah. She's no, also I'd in prefer it. she's in it. It's about a couple who grow old together and then they pull off some sort of heist or something. Uh, but it sounds quite good. Victoria Wood's written it and obviously she's she's always... And, you know, and Avril Levine is singing the theme tune, no? Yeah. Yeah. Right in the theme tune singing. The she's, theme tune, like. she's just a skater boy. Okay, like a 20th times. century Dennis Waterman. I've already oh, said that about A female look. Canadian version of Dennis Waterman. That's what this world needs. Also, there's Restless starring Rufus Sewell. Do you know anything about that one? Yeah, um, Rufus Sewell's in it. Actually, it's got a good cast. Uh, Hayley Atwell, uh, Michelle... Oh, right, yeah. Michelle Dockery from Downton Abbey and yeah. uh, Charlotte Rampling are all in it as well. Uh, okay, that's quite a name star. It's about one, it? Michelle Dockery's character... Um, Finds out that her mother Charlotte Rampling was a spy, or ha- is a, is still a spy and has been a spy for thirty years. And it's basically mm. it looks at her past and then her try at the Charlotte Rampling character trying to sort of leave that life as well. So uh, that'll be quite good. Something that isn't as like festive as the rest of it. If you like a bit of a break from all the rest, all the rest of it, then Restless mm. might be up your street. Yeah, it sounds very different to everything else that's coming up. And then um, you got, if you like a bit of Attenborough, and um, we all know you do, a bit of Frozen Planet and all that sort of stuff. David Attenborough's Africa, and I think I think they're celebrating something like, I want to say fifty years, but it could even be more of Attenborough. I saw some I stuff think on BBC. It is yeah, and and certainly you know it's good that they're putting on some different things. Uh, and then lastly, uh, again, I can only assume that uh, this is uh, the film version. Of uh, of um, who's that girl? What's her name? Um, on on E4. 
Zooey Deschanel. Oh, right, the girl. New Girl. I'm assuming it's the second series of New Girl, and she's just now known as The Girl. Yeah. Um, In later series, she'll be known as Old Girl. No? Okay. Um, This is a Hitchcock biop. Biopic. Uh, again, we must be coming up to an anniversary of Hitchcock because again, I've seen more, more and more programs featuring him, which is you know nothing but good. Yeah, because they're doing opinion. a film. I think uh, yeah. uh, Anthony Hopkins is playing him on yeah. the big screen, and this is Toby Jones playing him on the small screen. Uh, so and it's about his relationship with uh, Tippi Hedren, who's been played by Sienna Miller, and I think Imelda right. Staunton is also in it as well. So it's good cast. I think she's playing um, the woman who gets. Is it Janet Ellis, the woman who gets not uh, gets stabbed in? Um... Psycho, isn't she? Janet Ellis, isn't that? Is it Janet Ellis or something like that? Janet Ellis it, it's, um, and Blue Peter. I don't Janet know. Ellis and Blue Peter. No, the woman who got stabbed in Janet in, in, in Psycho. So like Lee. that's um that's what's her face's mother. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis and and um Richard Curtis. No, not Richard Curtis. Tony Curtis. Uh, Toby Curtis, yeah, wait, wait, some sort of Curtis. Um, I think I'll do the lineup for Strictly because then you can do the ITV Christmas lineup because I think actually then you've got more bits okay. to talk about there that you know about because looking down that list, I don't know that much. Um, the Strictly Christmas special, which is after the final or before the final? Or be after, I think again Christmas Day. I think this is. Yeah, this is another Christmas. It'll, it'll probably actually... be recorded when it. It won't be live. Yeah. Tess Daly mentioned it actually on Sunday night uh, because ah, right. one of the contestants who you're going to name in a minute was actually performing on the show on Sunday night. Ah, right. We did a bit of a with with Strictly this week. We we did a bit of a, you know I'll watch the Saturday, you watch the Sunday. Although it just kind of turned out like that. Former contestants uh, we'll talk about very briefly because these people you all all know: Kelly Brook, who didn't finish a series; Natasha Koplinski, who famously finished a series and won it and had an affair, and then no one ever knew who she was, and we're not sure if she's presenting the news anymore anywhere, or I don't know. Uh, Rachel Stevens of S Club. Eh, I'm doing all the singing this evening, sorry. <laughs> S Club C. S Club C. Chris Hollins, a former winner. Colin Jackson, hurdler, who didn't win but got to very late stages. Exactly. I think he's second. And Chelsea He Lee. I'm not sure if you pronounce it quite like that, uh, but she was in it last year, I believe, and no, did not quite last well. Last year. Run up last year. Let's talk about the people who are in it new. And now, I don't know this because obviously this is the first year I've rewatched it. Do people who in this one then go on and perhaps begin it next year if they feel like they want to? Is this like a testing ground um, to see if the, I want to be in it? The only person I think who's done that, as far as I know, is uh, Fern Britain, who was on it a couple of years ago and was ah. in this year's lineup. And, I'm not really allowed uh, to talk about Firm Britain on this podcast. I'm no, afraid my uh, Charlie it, Brooks, who we'll talk about later on, was on oh, last. Oh, yeah, was Christmas she on it? Was Yeah, I do remember that. And then there was a guy from McFly, wasn't there? Who then went in the jungle. No, you. Oh. Now. Well, one of McFly won it last year, didn't he? Oh, that's true. Yeah, but I wonder. I think the previous year at Christmas, I think one of them, not him, was on it, but then. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. A member of McFly is bound to pop up somewhere over the Christmas period. The new contestants, Fabrice Moamba, for the uninformed, is a footballer who, if you uh, were following the major press, about a year ago had a heart attack on the pitch. Um, So let's hope the same thing doesn't happen, because then he wouldn't be particularly... But I believe he's a full recovery. I'm sure, that though, that that, that, that Bruce will make some sort of heart attack joke, won't he? But if if he's dancing with, say, like Ola Jordan in one of her short, skimpy (laughs) outfits, he might have to... We might have to have a... a, Just in Uh, case. JB from JLS. Now, my JLS knowledge is not very good, Matt, so I'm hoping that you you know a bit more. Is Mm. JB the one that does the backflips? No. Then he won't win. That's Aston. So, therefore, this bloke... I mean, I'm not sure which one JB is. 
JT is, he... is the one who's got like the shaved pattern on his head. Um, that means nothing. Is he, he write the songs? Also... Oh no, that's he's that's also Louis the one who was on this Sunday as well. Oh right. Oh okay. Fair enough. Uh, Bobby Ball, rock mm-hmm. on, Tommy. Uh, if he doesn't do a number that has those um, braces on, I'll be very disappointed. Very disappointed. Sheila Hancock. Mm. She must be about ninety. No, she's not. She's she was on. I don't know if you saw the other year when they did the uh, Dorothy program. Andrew Lloyd Webber. She was one of the judges. Oh, was on she on that? that? Oh, yes. She is a bit of a she's a bit of a, a thespian, a, a lovey, yep. isn't she? Yeah. Uh, formerly married to Inspector Morse. Yeah. Um, and Katie Brown. Now, Katie Brown was on the one a series of So You Think You Can Dance, didn't she? The the the, the, the oh, uh, let's dance for comic relief. Let's dance for comic relief. Uh, where my friend Ian Lee was on, and um, so was hilariously, he should have won. Ian Lee should have won. I'll, I'll state this now. I know I'm biased, but that was a blooming good routine that he messed up. Um, <laughs> Katie Brown was brilliant. She did Beyonce, didn't she? And everyone yeah, was amazed. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't having Katie Brand on, and don't take this wrong way, a little bit of a link to Lisa Riley? Slightly larger, funny woman. Uh, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. A little bit. And then Helen Skelton is a Blue Peter presenter. Yeah. Who I'm Thank sure you. will be doing it on like a mountain or something because she's always yeah. used to be climbing something large or trekking across something or so I'm sure she'll be doing it maybe making with, something in with sticky back plastic cats. and you never yeah make... making it yeah with with sticky back plastic and a, a couple of uh, toilet rolls uh, so there you are the strictly Xmas lineup uh, is is now revealed and you can go away and watch that and we'll 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 watch that I suppose it'll be we won't be too much strictly overload by then I'm 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 feeling a little bit of strictly fatigue but. Uh, I can't believe there's six of them left. On now to the ITV Christmas lineup. Yeah, okay. Which Matt will reveal. So, Downton Abbey, which we've sort of talked about already, will be on two hours. I believe this one will see the upstairs uh, lock, you Bonneville, yes. will be going off to Scotland, which yep. means servants won't have anyone to serve. So, that'd be interesting. Doors Open, which what is will a they get uh, up to? drama. Uh, believe based on an Ian McEwan book it's starring Stephen Fry and uh, Douglas Henschel who's in um, Critley Hall currently uh, yes. playing two people so unlo- unlikely robbers who end up uh, carrying out like an art heist Panto which I, I think is a comedy drama written and starring John Bishop about pantomimes oddly um, Paddy Show and Telly which is obviously Paddy McGuinness who I'm sure Gary's a big fan of uh, and his like sort of telly roundup. I'm not sure if this is maybe a pilot trying to do like a new TV Burt, maybe. Oh, I blooming hope not. I mean, yes, it'd be great if it was. Age Edmondson's Christmas Crackers, which is a look at Christmas TV, like we've just been doing. Well, that would uh, be good, and nothing to do with the Christmas Crackers programs that's on on Sky One that we'll come on to later. The nation's favourite Christmas songs, which is sort of self-explanatory. Basically, that... a chance for Slade to make some money around this time of year, which they don't do every year, do they? As well, though, there is also, I believe, talking of Slade, there's a Slade special on BBC Four. Oh, really? Yeah, Slade at the BBC, I think, the week before Christmas. Um, oh, well, okay. It, it, it's music, barely. Yeah, That Dog Can Dance, which I believe is a Simon Cowell-produced doggy talent show. Well, I there's think. a shocker. Simon Dogsy, Cowell and dogs. Dogsy figures in there somewhere, I think. And I'm guessing. <laughs> Viva Forever, which is the a documentary all about the Spice Girls. I don't know if Gary wants oh, to right. see Spice Girls. 
Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, singing a lot. Uh, no, I need okay. some love. No, move on. No, I can't play it. Worse than Ryland, move on. Yeah, worse than Ryland, yeah, fair enough. No, but I was in tune. Uh, the Channel 4 Christmas lineup has already been renounced. Uh, a, a, a repeat of the snowman will shortly be shortly be followed by a new snowman called the snowman and the snow dog which i think is another book that by by the same author um they, they love to show i mean it, you know you know it's christmas when things like the snowman are on and i saw the miracle on 34th street was showed yesterday and me i watched that um, and it can't be long till elf and i know a lot of people say it, christmas ne- doesn't really elf start till elf sunday. Sunday. next sunday there you are christmas officially starts bad santas i don't know what that is there was I a film called bad santa people- Training to be Santas, I think. Right. Something like okay. that. Something oh, similar be to the Channel 4 did a documentary about Christmas lights last year, which I quite... Oh, yes, 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 yes. I do and I think that. It that was quite similar, good. In a similar tone to that, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Friday Night Dinner will have a, a special Christmas episode that isn't part of the series, because the series is now finished. Yeah. And uh, both Gordon Ramsay, Hugh Fernley, Whittingstall, and The Hoarder Next Door will have Christmas specials as well. I'm sure that the, the first two will feature... Uh, exorbitant Christmas dinners. I mean, I remember Hugh Fernley would still do one where he roasted seven birds inside another. I, I believe it was nine, Gary. Was it I nine? Oh, I think it was nine. My memory was two birds short. <laughs> uh, so there you are. So, I mean, obviously we'll be talking a bit about Christmas as the weeks go on because obviously it's coming up and we'll, we, you know, we've, we talked a little bit already about your favourite Christmas TV. I mean, we'll talk about Christmas TV habits because before we came on air, Maluka and I were talking about, you know, the order of things on Christmas, you know, the Top of the Pots Christmas special, the Queen's mm-hmm. Speech, which you have to be quiet for in my house. I don't know about you, but you have to stay quiet for the Queen's Speech. Grandmother doesn't like it if you talk. Yeah. Particularly if I do my world-famous impression, which I'll save for the Christmas special. Uh, I don't want to... Don't wanna, I want to make people come back for that. Looking so, forward uh, to that. Looking forward to that one. Uh, a little bit of news about some American uh, pickups. Uh, we like to keep you informed about what's coming over from the stateside. And the Universal Channel has uh, re-signed an agreement to bring both the next series of Psych and the next series of Royal Pains. It's the sixth series of Psych and the third seri- the fourth series sorry, of um, Royal Pains. And that will actually also include a two-hour Christmas movie airing on the USA on December 16th, which won't be shown over here until the new year, probably spring. Uh, also, the Universal Channel is going to show the fourth series of Rookie Blue, which is a, a police procedural, and the final series of a programme called Breakout Kings, which I didn't realise, and I watched half the first series when I was on holiday recently, is a kind of a spin-off from Prison Break. Okay. And it does actually feature, in one of its episodes, it does feature Teabag. 
Oh, I he get, it bad. Oh, the the second or third episode of 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 of, um, of Breakout Kings, they have to track Teabag getting out of prison, and it's a brilliant episode. And he does the whole hold my pocket boy. Oh, it was wonderful. I I I almost stood up and cheered a television program. Um, a couple of uh, other ones that are out there. Uh, Sci-Fi have, have signed up a couple of programs. They're going to be showing the third series of Lost Girl and the second series of Continuum. They've also picked up some new shows, Defiance, Destination Truth, uh, and uh, have tentatively also uh, put in the autumn 2013 premiere of Haven, uh, which is one of their better shows. The other stuff I'm not too familiar with. Uh, on on FX, they'll be showing the third series of Bracco, which is a great French program. Uh, very similar to The Shield, I think, actually, in its violence. Quite good. Uh, and also, I suppose we ought to say that in early 2013, FX will actually rebrand and be called Fox. So they'll yeah. be adding an, adding an O to their name. Uh, and they'll open on their first night with the premiere of season 9 or 10 of NCIS. I think it's 10. Okay. It is. It's series ten of NCIS, and they've also bought the rights to three additional programs: Louie, which is a an American sitcom starring yeah. Louis C.K., Men at Work, and Da Vinci's Dream, Da Vinci's Demons, um, and it's also kept on to. I did notice as well that one FX show. Um, I saw actually saw this on the side of a bus today that Dexter is going to be shown on a cable channel called CBS Action from the beginning. Oh, okay. If you've never seen Dexter, I'd half and you have I've CBS never seen Action. Dexter, no. There you That's are. Me. Hands up. There you are. CBS Action. I think it's I think it's Wednesday the fifth. I think it okay. starts. So set your set your DVRs for that one. Uh, so there you are. A little bit of a few. We've talked about some other uh, uh, releases from the states. So there you are. Caught up a little bit on that. Just very quickly, I'll re- quickly read out these other two as well, yeah, and leave yeah. Matt to do the BBC stuff. Sky Atlantic has announced um, announced a start date for Blue Blood series three. That's starring um, Tom Selleck, uh, and that will start on the 13th of December at 10 p.m. My sister and brother-in-law really like that, so that's why I've included that news. Keep it in the family. Uh, it is important. And Channel Five have acquired the right to a Stephen King miniseries called Bag of Bones. Um, the problem with Stephen King miniseries is they're either very, very good or they're very, very bad. Uh, the Stand was very, very good. The Langoliers was very, very bad. Not seeing either of them. Can't comment. No, the, the Stand is quite good. It's quite a good horror miniseries, but The Langoliers was terrible. Uh, and now over to Matt. Okay. And uh, we'll finish the news section with some BBC uh, acquisitions and pickups and what have you. Firstly, the announcement today, I believe, that uh, they bought the rights to the new J.K. Rowling book, uh, The Casual Vacancy. All uh, oh, right. To and they're going to hopefully uh, make that into a show, which will air in twenty. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Is that a a book about being a sofa salesman? Yeah. The casual, casual vacancy. No. Um, Where's that tumbleweed? But you, you said from those who read it that it isn't very good. I don't, I'm don't know uh, anyone that has actually I, read it. I think it came through with a fairly lukewarm. I mean, obviously everything that woman does is is kind of high profile because of the Harry Potter series, and it did kind of. I think it got onto some some sort of you know lists, you know, like the Richard and Judy reading list and things like that. But I don't. From what I've read of people, other people have read of it, and I haven't read it myself. They've said it's an average book. So the fact that the BBC have picked it up. I suppose probably the fact that BBC have picked it up and it's not made it into a film adaptation probably yeah. should tell you something about its quality. Um, because the big money is in films, and if it was that good, then a company would have picked it up. Uh, and they they might still, but it's very rare that anything goes from TV to film these days quite like that, is it? So maybe uh, an adaptation I, is better. And four new commissions as well have been announced. Um, oh, okay. 
Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norell, which we don't really know much about, apart from it's set during the Napoleonic Wars in England, where magic once existed and is about to return. Um, well, I say I say brilliant. I, yeah, it's just that bit of reading there. The Seven Thirty Nine, which is written by David Nichols, formerly that's the train of, I get. Is that, is that about the train I get every morning? Yeah, yeah. yeah Two brilliant. people yeah, who meet and commute and fall in love on that train that you get. Um, Fantastic. Written by they David must be in the next Nichols, carriage. Who um, uh, started on Cold Feet and since wrote uh, several books that have been turned into films, such as Start of Ten and One Day. And um, it's like a romantic comedy drama. We'll have to wait to see what that one's like, because, again, reading some of these premises it makes them sound maybe worse than they actually are. There's The Game, which is a Cold War spy thriller set in the 1970s and is written and created by Toby Whit- Whithouse uh, of Being Human uh, fame. Mm-hmm. So that might be quite good. And finally, Father Figure, which is a... Uh, Sitcom created, written and starring by Jason Byrne, who you'll know probably from some of the panel shows and maybe like Live at the Apollo and things like that. He, and he's quite a quite... raucous Australian comedian. I think if you've seen he's Jason Irish, Byrne, you'll know who he is. Huh? He's Irish. I thought he was Australian. Oh, do you know what it is? I think there's not. I think there might be more than one Jason Byrne. Jason Byrne's the. He's like ginger. He's Irish and he's ginger. Oh, there's definitely an Australian one called Byrne. Then maybe I'm getting that mixed up. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe Brent I just don't know accents. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, he plays like a slacker of a father, basically, um, and he's always getting into scrapes. So I'm not sure if that will be any good. It might just be another bad BBC One sitcom, which I'm sure will uh, slag off in the new year. So uh, that's all the news, I believe, this week. That's all, that's all the news, and Matt is quite right. Jason Byrne is Irish. Uh, okay, now on to the, the, the world-famous reviews section. This is a bit like the, um, the the section in Nevermind the Buzzcocks when you have to do the next lines, except we talk about television shows. Uh, a, a quick bit about Strictly Come Dancing. The inevitable that Michael Vaughan was uh, dismissed. I was surprised that when they did it, Bruce Forsyth didn't just raise his finger and say, you're out, uh, in a cricket-related pun. Well, he doesn't but, do uh, the Sunday shows. He doesn't do the Sunday shows, and Claudia Winkleman's too good for that kind of level of humour. Um so yeah, he was he was who was who was in the other part of the bottom two? I must admit Nikki I didn't see Burns. the Sunday show. Nicky Burns, so maybe the days are counting down for Westlife. We can only hope. Well uh, But we did mention before we went on air that everyone bar Michael Vaughan got thirty or more. Yeah, so it's a think, very open competition at the moment. The score I think there's a tough, tough decision coming in the next few weeks. Yeah. Someone good's gonna go, I think. Yeah. Well I think they're all I think they're all good now. Yeah. I mean, even Michael Vaughan was very good at slow dances. He just wasn't very good at the fast ones. And Nicky Byrne's been up and down, hasn't he? But he's improved a lot in the last few weeks. I'm still no nearer knowing who's going to win because to me, Denise Van Outen is the best dancer. But you're right, it's not about who's the best dancer. It is a popularity contest at the end of the day. And you're right, I'm coming round to your thinking about Danny Harmer. Well, I just think, you know, it's tough to keep up 39, so I don't think really that's the... All they've done is they've just dropped a little bit from where they were. Um, I think even in previous years, my memory is that there have been 10s quite earlier in the series. Yeah. So, it can't be easy to keep up. Lewis Smith did well, didn't he, this week? Yeah, Lewis Smith did very well. He did a a very, very good performance this week. And I I think Lisa Riley was a little bit down from other weeks. I think... You know, the, the, it didn't quite have the same impact her moves as perhaps in other weeks. So, I don't know. I, I, and I said to you, I'm getting a little bit of strictly fatigue. I'm like thinking, mm, there's still five. 
people to go home or four people to go home. I, re I really could do with a double eviction. They, usually, they do usually do a double, I think, when there's five. They usually do... Right. The semi-final goes from five to three, and then there's three in the final normally. Oh, well, there you are. Well, maybe we'll see that. And, of course, there is only sort of three or four weeks left in the year. Uh, I can't really talk about The X Factor, because as I mentioned in last week's podcast, and as I'm sticking to, I ain't watching it no more this year. So, Matt, over to you. Yeah, it was a very, very dull semi-final. There was... It's now gone that they've hardly got anything going on on the stage. It's just, just a gonna, backstage, just read, people read singing, paper. occasionally a choir will come on. I think it's because Brian Friedman, who was the sort of lairish um, choreographer, has gone to uh, America now to work on the American version of the X Factor, leaving most just, uh, of the just... stage very bare. I mean, just reading the, the performances were, on the whole, a bit pedestrian. I mean... James Arthur, who is my, I think, both of our favourites now, left in the competition. Um, Some good stuff here about the Queen. Did the best. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just reading the paper because I can't, I'm not bothered anymore. Okay. Um, and Union J left, uh, but the best bit of the whole weekend of X Factor was the uh, bit where Union J got Louis Walsh to dress up in like a green tracksuit onesie type number. I only saw one bit, and it was when. Louis Walsh was making a complete idiot of himself like he normally does yeah. when apparently somebody sang a song that Westlife covered because that's all they did and he was saying he just shouted Westlife for, continuously over the top of Gary Barlow uh, I and I, I just imagine that that's what, that's what he does continuously in his dressing room just shouts Westlife yeah, over and over maybe again maybe Boyzone occasionally maybe Boyzone uh, we only have 10 minutes left on this show for you, ladies and gentlemen, so we'll very quickly talk about the winner of How I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, who was Matt, not not Matt, obviously, but Matt can now exclusively reveal the winner was... Janine from East End. Janine! <laughs> Charlie Brooker. I mean, Charlie Brooks. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if Charlie Brooker could be an I'm a Celebrity? Well... He wouldn't, he wouldn't ever do it, but yeah. uh, that's, that's fine. Uh, who out of this series is going to come out of it the best, do you think? Who's going to be the most well-remembered? Um, for me, I would say Eric Bristow would be the most right. sort of well remembered. I think he sort of captured the imagination of people. I think the people who do the best, though, uh, Ashley Roberts of the Pussycat Dolls, because no one really knew who she was. No. Nope. Um, and she's allegedly doll, dating Ant or Deck, or both, I don't know. Nicole Shirts of Bing 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 Bong uh, yep. was the only Pussycat Doll we knew. And uh, Helen Flanagan. That's not maybe. true. There's, there's, there's not true. That's gi there's Ginger Pussycat Doll, Baby Pussycat yeah, Doll, isn't okay. there? No, I'm getting me things mixed up there. Right. Siamese Pussycat Doll. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think the the lad from Maiden Chelsea as well. I think made of like Mark Ooh. Wright did last year. Um, oh right, he might go on to do other stuff outside of his. Uh, well, I think his, he'd already left zone. Made in Chelsea. I think he'd left already. I don't um, watch it, but I think. Do you I'd... really leave Made in Chelsea ever, or do you just move on? I don't. I don't know what the. Mark Wright left Towie, didn't he? So, um, but yeah, I I'm, wasn't massively I think... into this year's. I mean, I like the people on it, but there wasn't any like. I think the problem was, again, some of the good people went early. I mean, Nadine Doris was a good character, but she got voted out early. I think once Helen Flanagan left, I think a lot of people switched off. Mm. Not well, because... Lauren Jones wasn't a fan. Well, that's right. Lauren Jones wasn't a big fan of hers. But I think you have to have... It's like all good series. I mean, for me, the the wasted series of Big Brother was Celebrity Brother was the year when they voted out Chris Eubank in the first week. I mean... Chris Eubank was comedy gold, and he was not in there long enough to come out with that. And that's the problem. 
in that one that was like only a week long anyway, where Jack D was in it. I think. No, was... no, no. He was the, he was the year after. He was the same year as um, when um, when Vanessa went mad. But yeah, he was that, only there the first the week. That's, that's oh, was Jack it? D. Yeah. I know. I thought no, no, no. I thought was that the same year? I don't know because no, because that one was almost a comedy one, wasn't it? Because yeah. he was allowed so, to escape. Jack D. I don't know why we're having an argument about this, but it was but... Jack D. Anthea Turner, Claire Sweeney. Vanessa, we're gonna Christian. we're gonna have an argument about this, but we've only got seven minutes, so we're gonna have it off air. Uh, talk to us about Fresh Meat, Matt, and why we're talking about it still. Oh, Fresh Meat was just—it's one of my favourite programs of the year, and it ended last week. I mean, Luke loves it, Lauren Jones loves it. Um, it's just so well written, and it finished with uh, the will they won't they couple uh, Kingsley, played by Joe Thomas from The Inbetweeners, and uh, Josie, played by what's her name from Heaven. Uh, yep. Is it Kimberly Nixon? Kimberly Nixon, well done. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. I've got absolutely no idea. I'm just saying yes because you know names and I don't. <laughs> um, they, they've always been the on and off couple, and something happened at the end of the episode where he thought maybe I'll get with her because he's got a girlfriend now. And then there was the thing with the the character Oregon, played by Charlotte Ritchie, who is very, very good to look at, who was having a relationship with a man who she'd already had an affair with his father so that was uh, the more you and Luke talk about this program the more I think I actually ought to go back and watch it so I might have to go out and get series one box the reason I think people maybe uh, turned off a little is the fact Jack Whitehall's in it but he over this series has really sort of done his I've really warmed to him as an actor and in this series in this final episode he was trying to sort of keep the group together because they were all thinking of going off and doing other things moving out of their shared house together but it has just been and zoe ashton she was amazing as vod the sort of uh spaced out druggy one it's just it is i'll see if i can i'll see if i can find a cheap rich series one dvd on the old it's ebay on 4OD, so. i think gary is it I still think... on 4 oh god grief i'll have to go and have a look series on 4OD. there you are that'll be something for me to do over christmas okay. something that we'd like you to do over the next week ladies and gentlemen is watch some of these new shows that we're going to talk about very briefly in our last minute minutes uh what we'd like you to do is kind of watch these there's there's not a lot of new real new drama series because of course we're right in the middle of december but there are quite a few new series or some stuff that's starting that's a little bit different so we're going to talk about a few of these first of all over four nights this week you can watch a four-part drama serial on channel four at 10 o'clock every night called the fear i'm going to watch the first one tonight and and hopefully by the time we get to next wednesday's episode yes we're on a wednesday next week uh we can talk a little bit about this one you haven't watched any previews of this one have you so i, I think this is going to be one that channel four and notoriously a bit dodgy when it comes to previews so i haven't uh... One they don't. They don't. They don't I'll, let you I in. I think I might check it out. Peter Mullins in it. Um, yeah. It's a, basically about a uh, sort of gangland boss who starts getting dementia, just as like Eastern European thugs are getting on his turf, sort of thing. So, mm. and I think it's all set in Brighton, if I if I'm correct. There. Yeah, that's that's. I did read that part, but yeah, unusual to do a four parter for Channel Four like this. I don't know that they've ever really done this before that I can think what, of. What, what, um. I know that the BBC have done it with things like Five Days and ITV did it with with, with programmes recently. Harry, so, Top Boy. Sorry, yes. Year. Top Boy. They did last oh, year. Oh, Top Boy. Yeah, but was that over four nights? Yeah. Oh, right. Because I, I, a friend of mine really liked Top Boy. I didn't realise that was done that way. Oh, well done. Uh, something that Matt has seen a preview of, so you can talk a little bit about it, is new BBC, sorry, new ITV drama, which starts on Wednesday night at 9pm called The Town, which features Moriarty, I believe. Yeah, Andrew Scott. Uh, basically... Not to give too much away, but he comes back to his hometown following a family tragedy and it's all about what's happened since he's left. So 
his sister's a bit more reserved, his his ex-girlfriend's moved on, and he's trying to sort of solve a mystery. And there's also a very good performance of Martin Clunes as the town sort of... Yeah, the drunk mayor. town crier. I saw that. He's the, that the, looks the intriguing. Mayor, not the town crier. He's the oh, is mayor. he the mayor? Oh, he's yeah. dressed up like a town crier in the promo. That's why I think he's that. Robes. And also oh, really? Mackenzie, who's uh, Miss Marple, is in it as uh, Andrew Scott's grandmother. So... Excellent. Uh, Andrew so Scott, who an, another one, another one who's making a ploy to be in every program. He was in, uh, he was obviously in Sherlock, and he was in, um, he was in Blackout with Christopher Eccleston earlier this year. He was very good in that, in quite a small role actually. In the end, when you think about it, but yeah. he's the lead in this, so that would be quite yeah. good for him. I don't know why I put this television show down, but it just <laughs> intrigued me. Don't know either. I was just looking for new shows. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like Channel 5 programmes where celebrities go off and do weird things, then Chris Tarrant's Extreme Whaleways, Whaleways, that's the Jonathan Ross promo, Whaleways, uh, could be well worth your viewing. It's at 9 o'clock on, 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 on Wednesday. Uh, it's, you know, up against a lot of things that we've already talked about, but hey, if you like that kind of thing. Uh, the the doomed in-between as USA is showing on E4 this Wednesday. It's already also. been cancelled. Already been cancelled on MTV, so don't don't waste too much of your time with it, but it might be worth watching the first one, which it, what I'll probably do, just to see if it's in any way reparative uh, to the British version. Um, if you like your arty stuff, and you quite like uh, Harry Potter, then uh, A Young Doctor's Notebook starts on Thursday at 9pm on Sky Arts. Uh, that Man. stars, indeed, that stars um, John Hamm of Mad Men, and then uh, Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, I don't know too much about this. It's an adaptation of a Russian program. Yeah, I think they're playing. I don't think they're doing Russian accent, but they're playing I hope not. the same character, a Russian doctor. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe's playing the younger version, and ah. John Hamm's playing the older version. And it's basically, I think it's John Hamm reading from the notebook that Daniel Radcliffe wrote when he. Oh was... yes, I, uh, that makes sense. Oh, that's pretty good. And, and and it's interesting. Some of the interviews that have been going on this week, Daniel Radcliffe said he's squeamish and he could never be a doctor. So that's quite interesting. Uh, another kind of I'm not sure where I put it down but I'm sure there's some, some interest in here. Jamie and Jimmy's Food Fight Club uh, starts on the 6th at 9pm on Channel 4. Uh, I did see one of the adverts where they've tried to do like a the first rule of Food Fight Club is you don't talk about Food Fight Club. Mm. That's, that's poor. Um... On Monday, because we're not on now till next Wednesday, I thought I'd let you know two shows starting next month. One next Monday on ITV One, The Poison Tree, a one-off drama, no, um, two-parter, two but in the sense that it's not a series no. or anything like that. Do you know anything about that one? Have you watched any previews of that one or seen anything? Preview yet? Yeah. Um, I think it's one of these psychological dramas that ITV do quite well about. Um, yeah, a young girl who comes to like London and falls under the spell of some siblings and it's it's done like we talked about that it's, it's based on, on a book by Erin Kelly who's a writer I've heard a bit about so that might be quite good and um periods, yes yes there's all sorts of different things on it and with only 40 seconds left, the return of Sky One's Little Crackers, which is different celebrities doing stories. I think Joanna Lumley is one of the first ones I read. Uh, that's returning on Monday at also at 9 o'clock. So you have to get your DVRs ready. Now, we've got 30 seconds left, so the plugs are up again. So go to the website, thecustardtv.com. Matt's doing a fantastic job of keeping that all up to date with all the news while Luke is away. And uh, follow us all on Twitter. That's at LukeCustardTV for Luke. Mine's at The Gary Show. And Matt's is at MattTV. Bytes. That's Matt with two T's. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday as the music finishes three seconds before the end of the day. Say goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Matt.
Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a co-signer and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today.